Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, broadcasting, as always, from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios and here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Jayton Satia, our <laughs> executive director. Hey, Jayton. Hey, hey. Happy December. Look, we made it all the way to the holiday oh, season. good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this past weekend really hit us hard. Yes. Uh uh-huh. I mean, people in Duluth, like, I was getting texts from California. They're like, dude, are you okay? Dude, are you okay? And I'm like... First of all, I live in Minnesota. And you guys all know that. And it's <laughs> snow and we're used to it. And right. No, we're fine. Five to seven inches is like a dusting. Yeah. People in Duluth, though. It was oh like t- for everyone who was not a Minnesotan, they had like 20 inches. They had to shut down every road. And Duluth is already, it's like the, we'll, we'll call it the San Francisco of Minnesota. It's nothing but hills. <laughs> Everything yeah, is built I, on a hill. I literally saw people on my Facebook feed and my Instagram feed skiing down normal streets. Correct. It is all they could a do. hot mess. You know, if you want to go out and go to a Taco John's, it is impossible in the winter because everything is diagonal there. And I, I had been offered a, sh- a chance to do a show in Duluth the day before Thanksgiving and I was booked and said no and now I'm like thank you lord because wow. <laughs> I hate Duluth in the winter December hit us hard yes but, but I'm glad uh, that the uh, year is almost over yes and so it's gonna be fun and we have some good stuff that we're gonna be able to do between now and 2020 when we bring in that and Jayden you were not able to join me at Galaxy Con Minneapolis and Galaxy Con Minneapolis happened a couple of weeks ago uh, we had a great time there and the thing about Galaxy Con is it's another one of those um, national, quote-unquote, corporate-type cons that Minnesotans normally are not fans of. Like, there's a reason why we have the largest fan-driven con in the Midwest here with Convergence and a bunch of these other things. So Minnesotan geeks are very skeptical of outside cons coming into the market. So what makes it so not appetizing. You know, I think that a lot of times as Minnesotans, we uh, kind of get accustomed to people clowned us because it's terrible here in the winter. Um, <laughs> and so they're just used to us calling us flyover states, doing all these things. So probably a lot of things that you experienced when you were building the Twin Cities Film Fest sure. is people go, oh, you'll always be small market. Right. And then I think that you get so used to doing things on your own that then when something corporate comes in, you're like, now you want to talk to us? And so we just have a tendency to give them a bunch of shine. But it was actually really fun. And that brings us to our guest today, our guest geek is an amazing, amazing person that I met at GalaxyCon. And here's what it is. And so today, joining us is our guest geek of the week, Mama from Mama Knows Anime. That's M-A-M-M-A. I just want to make sure that people yes. know that it is a double M. So Mama is here with us. So Mama, I appreciate you coming in and joining us. No problem. Thank and, you for having me. And Jayton, I want to tell you the thing that uh, first, I did not know that Mama had a podcast. I was just wandering about GalaxyCon as I am wont to do. And then I see this amazing human being. <laughs> oh, so one of my favorite uh, things that you do is just wander, wander around cons because mm-hmm. I get to see you be in your element and you <laughs> geek out. And the, but again, it's it's the honey. Like what attracts honey? It's right. Every other geek around you yes. comes to you. So I'm I'm happy that you were fluttering around. <laughs> And you ran into Mama. And Mama is, um, like our friend Taylor Cisco, all about the cosplaying. I do not cosplay. I watch. I, do I, I watch. I watch. And um, um, Mama attracted me from across a, a full floor <laughs> auditorium. And Mama was dressed at the time as him. Yes. From Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Quite near and dear to my heart. I still have the Powerpuff Girl plushies at my house and the books and everything. I love that. And so I did go over and I'm like, Mama, I would like to meet you. Turns out Mama has a podcast and a blog and knows everything about anime. And we had been searching for an anime geek, right? We we needed a subject matter expert. Because again, we we dabble enough to kind of know what's happening. But it's always good to have that subject matter expert come in and say, no, you're wrong. Uh, This is what it's all about. So you can go to uh, Mama's uh, blog and website. So Mama knows anime.com am i doing that correctly correct correct and so mama i would love for you to tell us a bit about your uh, love for anime i brought a little clip of your uh your podcast but i want to know more about you so how did you get into the genre and we would love to get to know you better so when i got into the genre it was a very off and on stage as you know all people in middle school go through mm-hmm. so when i my first anime that i ever watched was inuyasha love inuyasha yes yes <laughs> it was like 
when they were still making newer episodes. Right. See, so that makes sense. And so I, um, you need to ask you this because Jaden, you tell us which ones you know and which one you don't. Uh, not a lot, honestly. Yeah. So Inuyasha, actually, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. And so Inuyasha, I think, is one of those mainstream type ones that we heard of because it was one of the ones that was on like Cartoon Network yes. when Cartoon Network was doing their anime blocks. That's right. So it was one that people like when you kind of going, I've heard of this anime thing, um, but I don't know where to begin and how do I, you know, dive into this anime rabbit hole. When uh, Cartoon Network was doing like their tsunami blocks and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that started in about 2000, so yes. ways back. Um, when that was starting, that was a good way that they just drew people in because they would wrap them in things like Space Ghost and other yes. things that were very popular Cowboy media. Bebop, right, yeah. and cow- things that, you know, and things that have still had enough of a life that now we're talking about larger films about the Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Zs of the world and larger films about the Cowboy Bebop or network Netflix series that are going to be about Cowboy Bebop. So there are some of those properties that kind of got their foothold when Cartoon Network's like, we're going to have an adult thing, you know, or at least do the PG 13 ish. Sure. So, Cause a lot of those ones, and you tell me what you think. Well, like a I CW feel, version. Yeah. Well, they weren't mm-hmm. really a CW version, but it was the ones that would be graphic in the sense of cartoon yes. virus, but nobody, sure. people would get beat up for episodes and episodes. And so episodes DC. But there, DC. DC. Yeah, exactly. So there wasn't any swearing. There wasn't any sex. The, it was very, you know, as far as the violence goes, it was very what we would consider cartoon violence for the 2000s, that they yeah. barely saw any blood. It was like blue stars and sparkles would happen. I mean, there are some episodes of Inuyasha, though, where, like, it got, and it wasn't, like, ripping your face off, right. like, Helsing bloody, but it, <laughs> it was, like, right. it got, like, in like graphic. Yes. And Inuyasha was, like, th- those were the kind of animes that I liked, and I would go from those, because that was one, he was, like, Part human, part demon, had a love, yep. uh, like a un- uh, like this back and forth love relationship, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she was always going, Inuyasha! She was always, she, you know, shouting for him because he was always getting into trouble and yeah. in some fight. And so she was always, and then she would get her act together and be all plucky in her schoolgirl outfit, you know, because <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but then it was also a lot of the science fiction ones were on during that era as well because you'd have like the fighting kind of fantasy ones but then you'd have like the Gundams and you know those kind of things so you'd have this hybrid Um, and so I think you know when you're talking about going that far back mama what about the genre where you like okay this is what I I like and I want to go deeper it wasn't that it attracted me at first it was my cousin who I was really close to at the time Sean he was like hey anyone wants to show with me and I was like (laughs) uh sure and then he like fell asleep but put the show on it was Inuyasha and I was like this is cool I don't know what's going on but this is different (laughs) so then like I just like fell off for a couple months and I started finishing more of Inuyasha I was like oh I'm waking up at 5 a.m. now to watch Inuyasha interesting (laughs) great Mm -hmm. and then I fell off again and then when I was in fourth grade was mm-hmm. when or third grade was when Naruto came out. Yes. And that's whenever I was, I was like, okay, every episode, every week, Naruto, let's go. Okay, he's kicking Orochimaru's butt. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. And then I started like even running like Naruto with the, the hands behind the back. <laughs> I was that kind of kid. <laughs> I love it. I was that kind oh, of wonderful. weeb. <laughs> All my and also keep in mind I was I grew up in North Carolina, so in a very small town in the South, so they didn't understand what the hell was yeah. wrong with me. You're like, why is he running like he's a streamlined <laughs> jet? Why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. But that is fabulous. And so when you're saying that people. How did you, because I think Jayden and I have similar micro stories about there was that point when you were a kid where you just kind of went, yeah, I'm going to be into whatever I'm, I'm into, right. whether it makes me, quote unquote, cool kid or fit in or not. So how did you, as you were weaving your, your life as a young person, go, this is what I'm going to be into and I like it regardless of whether somebody looks at me kind of diagonally? It was a lot of weaving in and out. Okay. It, honestly, because, so I know you probably don't know much about astrology. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of Aquarius influences okay. in my chart, and I didn't know about that at the time until later on I learned about Aquarius. Mm-hmm. But Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, and that is the planet of like being your own person, being rebellious, unconventional, unpredictable. I have a lot of that in my chart, so it made more sense as I grew up like why I just didn't care about what right. people thought of me. Mm-hmm. So... I still watch my Naruto. I found my little group that like Naruto too, but they liked it as like passively. 
How can you say teenage cis men? Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. They were just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching it. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I love this. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I fell out again because I wanted to fit in with the cool crowd. They didn't understand. No one could really get into it with me. But then... Um, when I started, when I joined the marching band, you yes. know, none of us are really cool besides a few of us. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Besides Michael, the saxophone player. <laughs> Everyone loves a saxophone player. The only reason he's doing saxophone is because he wanted to be cool. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um... I was in the, the brass um, section. We were all our geeks, and mm-hmm. everyone was inspired to be a geek and a nerd. And I um, was very much interested in this guy at the time yes. who loved Attack on Titan. So I was like, oh. I am going to watch Attack on Titan for <laughs> Drake. And then, so you have something to talk about, yep. a commonality. Yeah. Okay. And, but I was so meek at the time. So whenever I saw the first episode of Attack on Titan, I was like, oh, Ooh, this is a lot to take it in. <laughs> it's emotional. Yeah. It's graphic. Everybody you love dies. Yeah. There's like mom murder. Yeah. <laughs> it was Game of Thrones before that was out. Actually, For it's real. Very, that's a good, yes, exactly. It is all the feels. We were like, oh, that was somebody's mom. Yes. Oh my God, people are getting eaten. Oh, he did that to who? Right. It is a lot, you know, kind of thing. Because I feel like that was one of the ones that I had suggested that you watch years yes. ago, right? Yep. Jayden? Yep. So Jayden knows that I think, one. I think I got through one episode. I'm like, I think And it is one of those things that I think when you try and explain anime to people who've never seen it, I think they get two responses. One, they go, you're too grown to watch cartoons and and we have to explain, no, there's adult versions of this. Or they go, there's so much in that world, I don't know where to start. I don't like it when people, again, categorize you like because it's this, it should not be for whomever it right. is. My, I, my wife loves to color. Yes. So she's got coloring books. And yes. That's her meditation. Mm-hmm. And so does her sisters. Everybody yes. has your, people like crocheting. Like, yes. wh- who are we to judge against what makes you you? Exactly. And just makes you zen out. Like, if that helps you be the awesomest you that it can be, go do that. Right. Go do yes. more of that. Mm-hmm. Do that. Don't do So did you come across that uh, as you're getting getting, getting oh, yeah. older um, and again your own uh, um, wanting to fit in? Because I was in a lot of geek groups throughout um, high school, I didn't. When I was in college, yes, because I went to college for musical theater and theater kids can be brutal. Yeah. Um, but when I left college, I um, found some people. I was still in North Carolina. I just met a lot of people. There's one guy at the grocery store. He was complaining about his manager as a child. He was like, my manager's just a child. I, he's just, all he does is watch anime all the time. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? Right. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm like, no, you already said it. Don't yeah, take it right, back. Right. <laughs> Own up to what you just said. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other day, some woman called me a man child. And I'm like, who's, wow. the, who's the real child here? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you kind of look at it as an art firm, which a lot of people don't because they just see that oh it's animated and they just tap out yeah which i think is interesting that when you hear anime people just throw it back into quote-unquote cartoons but we're allowed to have adult cartoons like the simpsons yeah and family, family guy, guy and that is acceptable and it's these same people go watch frozen right yeah. exactly. <laughs> like seriously these same people go right. watch I did all Pixar films. Right. I think it's the animation style okay. that throws a lot of people off because when they see, because you know, all anime um, has a very similar style where you, there's a lot of anime with the very traditional, very large eyes, yes. very glossy hair, and then you have some that are getting more modern to where we're looking more like people. Right. But a lot of people just can't get what the very still like style to where, like, you know, American animation is very like three-dimensional now you have a lot of graphics going on very disney-like however like there's a lot of animators out there that's very two-dimensional very still a lot of people aren't looking at the not the style but the story behind it right oh my god japanese people can get really in depth super deep yeah my mom watches the dramas and i just can't with all of them because there are 45 episodes of every roller coaster of emotion and it's like it is deep and i'm like i'm not she watches uh, Japanese dramas and Korean dramas. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. If you've watched any of them, like, you know. Uh, Someone's getting hit by a car. Someone's it's gonna, intense. Yeah. Right. And you just kind of go, wow. I mean, when you think that soap operas are dramatic in America, they are nothing. 
there are no real emotions going on here. There, it's real talk all the time. So when you are picking, Mama, when you are picking the things that you are a fan of, and we'll get to your uh, why you decided to do your podcast and stuff in just a couple of minutes, but when you're picking the things that you are a fan of within the anime j- world, are there particular styles? Are there particular genres you like? So are you, uh, I like, you know, what do you like most? Yes. Um. So a lot of times... If it really resonates with my heart, I'll like it, but it can be many different things. Mm-hmm. I tend to go along the shoujo path a lot, which is your mm-hmm. fruits basket, your mm-hmm. yuri on ice, banana fish, things of those nature, because one, those are really heartfelt. Yes. Um, and I am a sucker for crying during a show, <laughs> but I also do like your shonen, like your Shingeki no Kyojin or Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, mm-hmm. um, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer. Um, it just depends on, it has to have a really good opener, like, because the music can really impact you because I'm also a musician, so it really impacts me. But th- it also just has to, like, play a, like, how can I say? It's not fill a void in my right. life, but, like, it has to, like, touch on a subject that I really was impacted. Like, for example, the reason why I love Banana Fish so yes. much is because it really goes in depth with loving who you are. It goes in depth with the mental disorder. It goes in depth with the main character who falls in love with another man. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the only, and that man is like the person who pr- kind of draws him out of this hell hole he's been in, but he keeps on going back and forth, back and forth because he has a mental disorder for all of his life where he's been like traumatized saying you are worth nothing. He was a sex slave. Human trafficking comes into play. So it's really sensitive anime that, talks about a lot of things I can relate to. And Mama, can you please tell us, for anyone who's not familiar with Banana Fish, just the the 100,000 view uh, Mm -hmm. synopsis of it, please. Yes. So the synopsis of Banana Fish, I actually wrote a blog post that actually is a very great synopsis, but I'm just going to go off the fly. So you can tell us the piece, and then we'll make sure that we tag that when we put everything out there to you. So we'll tag that in all of the um, social media for this episode as well. Yes. So pretty much... Ash Lynx is this notorious gang leader. He's 17 years old, um, but he is the notorious gang leader in New York City. He one day comes across this man who collapses right in front of him, and he whispers the words, banana fish. This is very familiar to him because his brother, who just came back from the Iraq war but is currently in like a sleep-induced coma, whispers in his sleep, banana fish. So, And not only that, but... Um, the man who claps in front of him gives him this paper that has the address of his quote unquote father. Okay. Um, um, and he's thinking, wait a second, you have my father's address and you also know about this banana fish that my brother keeps whispering about. Okay. I got to go to the man is named Dino Goldstein. That's not his father, but he picked him up off the streets when he was 11 years old. However, he's a very rich mob boss. Okay. And he has a lot of power and influence in New York City. But when he raised Ash, it wasn't the best at all. Right. He gave him everything he wanted, but that was with the price of being his sex slave. Right. And he entered Ash into a human trafficking ring, and it it just violated him for six years. From 11 to 17 years old. So Ash goes to Dino, and he's like, okay, what is up? You know something about banana fish, don't you? And he's mm-hmm. like, where did you hear that from? Right. And Ash is like, okay, never mind. So with that being said, at the same time, these two reporters, eBay and the wonderful Eiji Okamura. <laughs> oh, Eiji, Eiji has my heart. <laughs> Mama, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Eiji, um, he comes um, in with um, eBay and they do are doing a report on gang violence and gang activity in New York, and they came in. They flew from Japan, so they're foreigners just doing a documentary on um, AG's in college right now. Right. So they're doing a documentary on that, and at the same time, Ash just trying to figure out this banana fish thing. Ash goes to his local bar. AG goes into the local bar as well with eBay because he gets this exclusive interview with Ash because being notorious gang leader, he's right. like, I gotta find out who this <laughs> Ash person is, and. At that same time, AG being from Japan, there's no guns allowed. Right. So AG's like, oh, is that a gun? <laughs> and he sees Ash, like his gun, his famous pistol that I cannot remember what it's called right, right. now. He's in his back pocket and Ash is like, 
yeah, so what? <laughs> and she's like, can I hold it? <laughs> and everyone is like, what? <laughs> oh, he asked Ash if he could hold the gun. He's going to die. And Ash was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> but at that time, that's when Dino Golzine's men come busting into the bar oh. um, and they raid the place looking for Ash. Um, but Ash realizes that their their motive wasn't to get Ash. It was to capture one of Ash's men. And they actually also captured Eiji at the same time. Interesting. So this Japanese boy who wasn't at all supposed to be in this. And now he's captured. He's and, captured. And whisked away into all of the, the All of the, the drama. Hoopla, yeah. And that happened in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> actually in the first episode, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. But that's the whole thing is that. that it, they're crunching in a lot right, in Right, and episode. the thing that I think is interesting and I do think is it does happen a lot in anime series is that a lot happens. Then one thing will take three episodes yes. and that happens regardless of if you're into the dramas, the romances, the sci-fi ones, the fantasy ones, it'll take like, I remember, you know, when my sisters and I all used to watch Dragon Ball Z, they oh, would God. go, they would go, <laughs> they would get from one side to the other universe to the other side of the universe in half an episode. And then they would start a boss battle and it would take six, six episodes. episodes. <laughs> Yes. And you're like, he's still fighting Vegeta. And it would just take that long. And now, you know, when you watch other ones, if it's a, a Gundam battle, the Gundam battle takes forever. And the things that I'm watching now, cause I do, I, you know, and, and I'm, and I want to get your recommendations, uh, as we start moving into talking about your, your podcast and, and, and your blog, uh, Mama, because the things that I think that are on right now that are good places to start is that when you do have, a Netflix and an Amazon Prime, you know, Prime Video that are out there. I think some of the new Netflix series, the way that they're doing their original yes. series for anime, I think they're good. Yes. You know, and so, like, even if you do the high-level ones that are going to pop up on everybody's feed, like The Seven Deadly Sins, mm -hmm. I like that show. You know, I thought it was fun. And I went through a phase where mostly what I was watching were all the weird, there's a lot of, like, uh, Catholic symbolism and Catholic priests yes. in there. There's a lot. So I went through that phase because that had vampire. There's always, you know, they're Catholic, Catholic church fighting the vampires. Kind of is a lot of them. So I watched a lot of those for a while. I'm like, what is, and I'm not Catholic. So that's <clears> probably <throat> why I didn't find it sacrilegious <laughs> or problematic. But I was like, this is an interesting theme. It that really pops up over there. is. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite, actually. Yeah. Even though it, have you seen the Hellsing or Hellsing yes. Ultimate? Yes. I've seen Hellsing. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hellsing Ultimate is. 20 times gorier and more graphic <laughs> and it's like holy crap right, babies are being eaten what the right <laughs> like literally you're like and like a bloody eating it's so bizarre like the yeah. way that they go all in because then when you see so many other things about japanese culture it's so not structured <laughs> right so structured and so sedate and then this is the thing where they go all in and I who's think the audience for for you know, Helsing Ultimate. For Helsing Ultimate, yeah. it's targeted for older men, pretty yeah. much. Men above the age of 18. Yeah. Um, it's called a um, sign-in, so that category is typically targeted at um, men above the age of 18, 20 years old. There are women who do enjoy it, but most of the women in Japan enjoy, like, your fruits basket. Correct. Mm -hmm. So they that's not traditional, but that's very... um. And the, you talked about platforms as well. Like mm -hmm. You talked about Netflix and Amazon Primes. If if somebody's not necessarily even a, a novice, but they just want to explore the world of anime, where should they, like what platform has the most options mm -hmm. available to them at a readily basis? Besides YouTube or, again, yeah. you have to go to YouTube and then you have to like type in something very specific. <laughs> yes. Right. Often not in a language that you understand. Yeah. Right. Kind of no, thing, right. You're not sure it's right. going to so be the right barrier thing. of like, it's not even mm -hmm. in my language. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is if you want anime all day, every day, and you don't mind subtitles, Crunchyroll. Right. That is where everything is. But if you want English sub, then you're looking at your Hulu and your Funimation. Right. Um, now, the great thing about all these streaming platforms now is that there are some anime that are super awesome that are exclusive to some platforms. Like, for example, one anime out right now called Vinland Saga. Super awesome. Um, great shonen. It can be pretty graphic. But it's only on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. um, Psychopath three, the third season of Psychopath is only on Amazon Prime. Meanwhile, Psychopath one and two are everywhere else. Right. Um, Kakegurui, which is a great anime about this girl who is just compulsive gambler in high school, is so awesome. Right. Only on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's just like 
the most variety you'll get is on Crunchyroll, but there are some specific ones that you know that you may want to watch. You have to find on specific streaming platforms. And I kind of always tell people, and this is a lot, but we do this every time. We uh, So, Mama, we have a, a thing called Pass the Password where we encourage, because we realize that Jane, Jane and I realize that we both watch a lot of movies, but we don't watch a lot of series. And so we're trying to, that's why it was perfect timing to meet you, because we are trying to find more things that we can watch on our flat screen mm-hmm. and go, we should do this. And... What we found is that we have to tell everybody, give it at least two episodes, we said, because a lot yeah. of shows, a lot of shows that we watch, we're like, I'm out. And we're yeah. like, wait, wait, <laughs> maybe they didn't, because it just seems like they don't really, they're spending so much time because they need to introduce you to the world yeah. that you don't really know what the show is going to be until episode two. Because there's really? so much of introduction and getting the flavor and you yeah. telling who everybody is that the first episode, that pilot isn't really what the show is about yeah and sometimes you'll have like the banana fish thing where mm-hmm. everything is given to you at the front right where, like, you realize okay ash is like bound to save ag and protect him no matter what right from dino's hands but then you have some anime like for example i'm gonna just bring in nordagami it's the first thing coming to my head mm-hmm. um where it like it introduces you to the world to the characters slowly and then like Episode six, you're like, whoa, <laughs> everything is happening now. Right. Even Psychopath was like that, too. Yes. Where it's like, okay, evil guy, this is the world of the future. We have guns that control how to eliminate people and judge their um, somatic scan in their brains. Okay, now we're getting to the story. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> That's fair. And so it's funny you brought up music because, first of all, um, I was trying to, like, find, like, anime-related music. And you'll think this is funny, Jade. And I was trying to find, like, and I went in our music library and nothing worked. It was so cheesy. Like, this is all, like, stuff. Like, this is, like, I was like, ah, it sounded more like wrestlery, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> that didn't really work. And then I found this one. I was like, and I was like, maybe, like, an end credit scene. And then I found this one, and I thought this one was total end credit scene. This sounded like super end credits to me. Yes. Like after, like, where you see like all of these scenes that never show up in the anime. <laughs> and it's like the, 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 the wind is whipping. I like see a girl is- walking down right. the, the road right now in a bridge and like it's under a night sky and like her wind is blowing in her hair and zoom in on the face. Right. And then she's like crying and then her hero comes up right. and whisks up the sky and it's crescendo right here. Right the closest I could find so this might be your walkout music so I figured that because I was like there must be something but our music library is not appropriate because I did bring the opening for My Hero uh, Academia yeah Academia yeah Yeah, so but here's a little clip of Mama so this is from your episode of Mama Knows Anime your podcast that wasn't last month's episode our October uh, episode so this gives a great I thought one your voice is amazing everybody I'm sure this listening has already known but just gives a really good idea of what it is that you do on your show What's up, bitches? This is Mama Knows Anime serving you an unfiltered dish of anime reviews, recommendations, rants, 18 and up games, and also astrology readings on anime characters. What? Yes. <laughs> it's a thing because I made it a thing. Today, I will be hosting the most badass demons of anime yep. showdown tournament. <laughs> I have eight demons in anime who have come to my house to battle it out to see who should deserve the title of most badass demon of anime. We will also be doing a Mama Throws It Back, which is where I start to get up and twerk. Just kidding. I do not twerk up in here. We are more wholesome than that. However, I will be throwing it back to an anime that has already happened because in this segment, I go over one specific anime that is out of season or maybe it'd be a couple years old, maybe 20 years old, but it's still a real good quality anime that I recommend you. It's just an anime that we looked over that you probably haven't heard of because a lot of times what happens every year is that people want to re- review the new anime. What's out right now, what's hot right now, which is good. But sometimes I want to see anime from 2015 that is still has a great story that I just missed because it was overshadowed by, I don't know, Tokyo Ghoul or whatever <laughs> hot anime uh, was at that time. And I we're love talk more that, about Mama. That, that is fantastic. And the <clears throat> thing that I thought was so interesting, because I honestly had not, uh, I'm glad that I found you because I hadn't. Uh, listen to any other anime podcast at this point. So what made you decide that you wanted to do a podcast about this thing that you clearly really, really love? So it was a back and forth war between podcasts and YouTube, to be honest, because mm-hmm. 
Oh, you would have been fantastic on YouTube too. You only, have the all the look. Yeah, all the look. Mm-hmm. Only problem is with YouTube is that there are so many regulations. Right. Like if you play a song. Yeah. Like even if like I was even told there's one guy who um I follow and he um didn't even he said let it go like disney's let it go and he got flagged wow yeah. okay so he it is super strict uh-huh. yeah <laughs> he mm-hmm. said let it go and then oh disney flagged you I'm like, yeah i guess that would be a lot mm-hmm. yeah and there's also a lot of video editing that comes in. the editing is a process you couldn't yes. do it live as you're doing the podcast if you have like twitch yeah mm-hmm. um but like for what i had in my head which was like playing anime yep. clips and like slicing right. them up that one episode probably a month at that point right sure. mm-hmm. yeah yeah so how but, long have you been doing this uh the podcast and the blog so the blog has been oh we're on our one year anniversary congratulations actually. yeah mm-hmm. i was like wait a second mm-hmm. ah one year yeah um and i've been doing the podcast for about two or three months now mm-hmm. the reason why i started doing the podcast is because i was i really loved the blog it's it it was a way I can exert my energy right. of anime love, but then I realized that I wanted more of me out. Right. So I wanted my voice or my look, something out where people can see the, the face behind the words. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, podcasts are, are a really great way of doing that. A lot of people are having podcasts and becoming more popular now. Right. Um, the problem is just like getting your word out and make sure people know about your podcast. Mm-hmm. There are some podcasts out there that get like thousands and thousands of viewers and i'm just like we'll push past a hundred <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations and the thing about you know and your website is great because uh, mama you also are a graphic designer yes. you do you know mm-hmm. you, you know you do do You're social media us a, 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 a something you drew right yeah, you know, so, like, Deku, yeah. 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 and we mm-hmm. are you know and so we appreciate the fact especially if you are talking about something that you are clearly so passionate about mm-hmm. you know it is probably do I want to sit down and come up with a, it looks like on average a lot of your episodes are around like 45 minutes or so. 45 to an hour, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you're deciding, okay, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk about this, because it is an interesting thing, like the fact that you added in that very special spin about doing the astrological readings yes. for the characters, which I think is amazing. Um, but one of the things I think also sets you um, apart from some other people that are doing it is that you are a geek of color. You have mm-hmm. been to Japan. You do, you are very authentic in your love and growing up in this particular genre and being able to find a way that you can go no here's something else that I can showcase that's one of my talents that still fits into this world Mm -hmm. so when you were creating the episodes how did you go I'm going to weave all of these things into the play Um, definitely the astrology like astrology readings the Zodiac Wednesday is what I call them had a really good turnout on my blog and also they inspired my logo slash Mm -hmm. my Sailor Senshi Scouts (laughs) gender bent design so They really, I was like, we're going to keep the astrology and like, this is like the planner I have. So I'm like, next episode, we're going to do some astrology stuff. Mm -hmm. I do that at the very end. Right. And then I also like plan like a throw it back segment because I want to talk about, that's what I want to do. I want to recommend anime to people. Mm -hmm. So me recommending anime includes like thinking, okay, what is looked over but it's still really good or something that maybe even thrown back to like 2003. It might just be before they started watching. Yeah. Them, so they didn't have a chance to go farther back into the catalog. Yeah. Right. And then I have like the first segment of my show where it's like the topic, like the next episode I'm going to do actually is the top, um, 10 most anticipated anime of winter 2020. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited for that because ahead, that gives yeah. what to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of great things coming in winter 2020. Um, and I was just actually like pushing to 15 because I know there's some, but I'm trying to like bump it down. <laughs> right. Um, but definitely a lot of great things, but that's how I kind of go about it. I just think of like, what would people want to hear what would be helpful and also still keeping the me inside which is the astrology part of it right yes and so with the first time you were sitting there and you go you know what i think i can do uh astrological readings of some of my favorite anime characters like mm-hmm. how did that spark in your brain like who are you looking at and you went i wonder what their sign what their astrological reading would be for x well it was like a mixture of, hey, so I just started learning astrology. Oh, wow. I learned about the planets and the houses. Okay. This, I apply this to everyone in my personal life. I wonder <laughs> if I can apply this to the anime characters. Fair enough. And I just sat down. And I was like, who would I want to do first? And my first ever um, 
Zodiac reading was Lelouch Lamperouge from Code Geass. Okay. And I was like, oh, you're a Sagittarius. This makes so <laughs> much sense. He was the most flaming Sagittarius ever, though. <laughs> Buddy. So I think that that is fabulous. And so how many times have you been to Japan? Only one, but mm-hmm. I was, last time I was there, I was there for two months. Okay. Oh, so you went like full in. Oh, full immersion. I, oh, I was there for a while. Yes. I was in. Mm-hmm. And so when you were there, was there anything like as a, a fan of the culture through this particular product, was there anything that you're like, oh, this is different than I thought or any eye-opening yes. experiences? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what did you think? Oh my God. Yes. Um, so... Anime is a very false perception of a lot of Japanese people. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Good to know. All right. In anime, people are very, ah, and very outgoing and very, like, extra. Yes, yep. all the extra. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Japanese people are not. They're the opposite. <laughs> they're reserved. They are so reserved. And also, all the Japanese men in anime, they're still reserved, but, like, they have this extra oomph about them, but in Japan, it's like there's you you gotta like know them for years to get to the oomph. That is fascinating. Okay, mm-hmm. it's because it's ingrained in their culture to not bother the other person. It's mm-hmm. a phrase called meiwaku. Okay, um, which is to not bother. So it's keeping a face, staying modest, not standing out because the more you stand out, the more you'll be smashed in. Pretty much, right? Um, it's it was so eye opening, and I was like talking, re- going up to random people there, and I was like, "Konbanwa, um, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what I was saying. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't know." Uh, I forgot. I forgot to say shoes, but not to know shoes. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, arigato, yeah. oh, and they're like, why is this person so extra and asking? Right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They were like, uh. Thank you. Right. Uh, all right. Let's <laughs> go. On, let's go. <laughs> so I am glad that you enjoyed the experience. Do you plan to go back? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Because even though they were so reserved, like, they loved me because no one ever goes up to them and is like, ah, hey, I okay. like your shoes. So they were like. Uh, so they appreciate the compliments. Yes. They appreciate somebody who was coming on actually having, want to have a genuine conversation. They just don't get enough of it because of the, the perceived culture of like, hey, don't bother them. They're yeah. in reserve. So and of, you probably got uh, a much broader latitude because you are American and they're like, right. okay, America's weird. They think we're yeah. super extra <laughs> and we kind of are. Yeah, like, we are like, hey, I'm going to come here and act all super American in your face. And so <laughs> I'm like, they really did. <laughs> yeah. we should dial that down. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. Everybody Everybody knows that about Everybody us. knows that about <laughs> us. So, Mama, we appreciate all the stuff that you do. And so you were going to do a reading for us. And the one that you did, I am not as familiar with the show, even though I see all of the... Cosplay. like, Yeah, and it pops up all over. So I know I should be watching this one. I do have the opening of this one. This is very anime-ish because it's... <laughs> like already singing it. And there's so much going on in this Yeah, there is. Sensory overload. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just that you're like, how can you not get sucked in when you're watching yeah. one of these shows and it yeah. starts with that? And there's usually like a bunch of whooshes and bangs and things that are going on because this is like, even in like the the drama ones, the opening scenes are usually a lot of like cut scenes of things yes. you know going on. And so my hero academia is definitely that kind of opening. So can you tell everybody a little bit about this uh, this particular show? Oh, there's a lot going on in this show. Okay, so, so this, where are we? Where is it set? And who are like maybe like the primary four characters? So Boku no Hero Academia, um, mm-hmm. so, which is Japanese for My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. is takes place in this its own little world in to- not in Tokyo, but in Japan. Yes, and it, it t- starts off with the main character who's Izuku Midoriya. Mm-hmm. He dreams of becoming a hero, just like his all time favorite hero, All Might, who's like the Goku of the My all Hero Academia. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm glad you said that because I know I speak Goku. So, yeah, okay. he's like the Goku of my hero academia. And, and Midoriya is powerless um, in this universe. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a good majority of the population have what they call quirks. Yes. And that's like their superpower. Like some superpowers are to explode things. Some are to have tape coming out of their shoulders. Right. Things like that. So a lot of them have a thing and he does not have a he thing. He does not, but he is like 
he aspires to like go to UA high school and be accepted in, which is the top high school for hero training of all time. And all everyone, even his um, kind of like his rival, um, which is Bakugo, um, right. is saying, "You're never gonna get in. <laughs> Don't get in. You won't even try. You, you loser." Like, Aww, and yes, Bakugo is like serious one. He's an Aries, but he's right. serious. <laughs> All in your face, always shouting. Um, and Bakugo is like his bully, but rival at the same time. And it was so heartbreaking whenever Midoriya found out that he was never going to obtain a quirk. Right. He thought he was going to develop one. Um, until one day he gets saved by the hero All Might one day. Yes. And he's like, I just want to be powerful. I want to have yes. a quirk. And I want to save people. And All Might is so like taken by his um, speech. And All Might is... Like, you know what? This kid reminds me of me. So he ends up inheriting some of his power to Midoriya. Uh. And Midoriya starts getting these crazy supersonic speeds and strength. And everyone's like, where is this coming from? So with that power in play, Midoriya is now one step closer to his dream of becoming the, the best hero of all time. It's awesome. So is it one of those shows? Because how many series seasons have we had of this show? We have so far four seasons and there's many more to come. So is it one of those shows? Because I do see this happens a lot because they have to continue to up the game in the big bat. So they'll come up with an arc yep. and then they'll go, okay, so it was like the first part was getting him into getting him have his powers and now we're going, how is he going to continue to develop them? Because there's going to be more yes. big bads. Yeah. Yes and no. So like, the first couple episodes, he had his, he getting him to his powers. The first season deals with him training um, to be accepted in the UA, and right. then him and a few of his classmates. It's one of this the the ser- series that's um I forgot what the term is, but it he's the main character. But there are a lot of other characters that right. have a spotlight. Yes, like you have Bakugo, you have Todoroki, you have. Um, Sue, you have Uraraka, you have a lot of people who have their own spotlight. So we might for three episodes go see somebody else and what journey they're doing and what they have working on. Not, Not like their much? own okay. personal journey, but you get like maybe a scene of their personal Fair journey, enough. but it's still about Midoriya and how he becomes a pro hero, but you see how he helps his classmates like progress in their hero aesthetic. Right. How he um, is defeated by some of his classmates. And you see all of them like banding together, which is why it's so popular. Right. Because you have so many Team Bakugos and Team Rurakas <laughs> and right. Team Todorokis and Team Midorias <laughs> and then Team um, D- Deku Baku. Like, they, like, ship them and everything. Right. So it's about that. That's the first season. You have that um, progression. And then the second season, you start entering in, like, well, maybe part B of the first season, you start entering in the villains. Right. And then that's when the villains start coming after them. And then you start seeing how Midoriya is going to take on these villains with his um, friends. And then you start interest. And then when the villains come in, it's like it ups the ante every season to where, like, the villains start getting more serious. Right. The villains start becoming even badder. Right. And season four right now is what we're on. It's pretty dark now. It went from, let's train at the UA Academy <laughs> to, all right, this guy just got his body just ripped in half. Okay. <laughs> People start getting flailed. It's like, it gets pretty bad. Yeah. So, okay. So this particular series, where can people find it? Which streaming service is this one available on? It's for people? very available through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say go to Crunchyroll because that is where like you can get the first dose of it but i watch it on hulu just because i'm so used to watching it on hulu right um there is the dub version the english dub so you can watch it in english um however it's only up to three seasons i think um so you have the english dubbed version and the english and the sub version as well right and you have some other languages too if you like speak france or german because also french love anime and manga right so Hulu is great for that, and so is Crunchyroll. Now, which character were you going to do your reading for us for this morning from that series? I'm actually going to do Izuka Midoriya. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when you were, and this is the primary character on this yes. show, who has evolved, and you said that he was an Aries? No. No, not which Aries is Bakugo. Oh, Bakugo. Okay. All right. So, so Izuka Midoriya. So tell us again a little bit about him and why we could, you know, and how, how we were able to divide this, devise this reading. Um, so how I do it is typically I look at their personalities and characteristics and I think, okay, 
I'm getting some this vibes and this vibes, and then like <laughs> I like go deep into them. Sometimes I look up their like their actual birthday, right. and then I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And then I like <laughs> see look into their moon sign. <laughs> see, Jaden's just fascinated. Now. I'm just like. <laughs> The fact that you dig so deep into a character's birthday, yeah. which I didn't know existed. Yeah, of course exactly. It does. A lot of, of times it it'll do that and it'll tell you what age I, they are. Like I if you go to their wiki a, page, their blood fantastic. type. Yes. Oh my god. Um, yeah, tell you good what for you. Went to. That's, a, yeah. that's a thing now. So yeah, astrological signs for anime characters. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. Okay. Um, but yeah, like for example, like right now. Um, I can tell you a little bit about Midoriya. He's very reserved person, especially in the first season. Super reserved. He is very shy. He's withdrawn. Um, very timid. Um, he has a difficult time expressing his emotions. Like when it comes to anger, he cries a lot. Okay. Um, and he also has he's very intuitive too so you'll find a lot of those traits in your water signs like your pisces your cancer your scorpio um and even that um timid reservation sometimes in taurus right so taurus is the earth sign mm-hmm. so then i'm already going to like roll out for the fact that he's, he's definitely not sag definitely not <laughs> um leo or anything mm-hmm. um and then you also got to look into midoriya he is an egalitarian. Okay. Um, Y'all know what that word is? Okay. Mm -hmm. So he, like, for example, there have been many, many episodes where he breaks the rules um, by his professors, and they always say, don't go out and be reckless. But he's like, but I must, I got (laughs) to save Bakugo. We got to go out now. Right. Everybody must be treated equal. And then there are people he meets, like there's one episode where he saved this kid who treated him like crap. Yes. Kicking him for no reason. He's like, I hate heroes. But he ends up saving him from this guy who was going to kill him. And he's like, I got to save you because it's my duty as a hero to save you. And the kid's like, no one ever said that to me. (laughs) Um and also, the guy hates heroes because he um, lost his parents because they were heroes and they died oh. while, while saving people. So many layers upon yeah. layers in that. Yeah. So many layers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's very much an egalitarian. He wants to fight for justice. And that is where your Aquarius traits come in. Okay. Because um, not many signs are like everything must be balanced and everybody must be saved. That's like an air sign thing besides Gemini sometimes. Um, <laughs> that's your Libra. Um, before I do go, um, I just want to say um, Deku is a Cancer because you asked uh, the question. Yes, I did. Right. Mm-hmm. De- Deku is a Cancer with an Aquarius moon, and he also has a Virgo rising. The Virgo rising is definitely something you see on the face, where like very strong, steady kind of reserved features. Um, they like stability. They um, like things to be in an order. Um, the Aquarius moon is where the egalitarian in him comes in. He's very much doesn't like to be bound down or restricted because Aquarius is of Uranus, like we talked about earlier. Yes. Um, and then you also have that Cancer, like, sun, which is, like, definitely him, where he's just water, very sensitive. He likes to, like, hide his emotions, but wear them on his sleeve, but, like, kind of wants to put him away whenever he needs to help somebody. That should have you back just to do <laughs> astrology for the year for people. <laughs> <laughs> like, in our January I love episode. It. I, love I do it. it for a living. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm a tarot reader, too, so. Oh, see, that'll be fantastic. Just, uh, yeah. Did you we know, get our cards read one? We did get our cards read, but that was based upon wine. That's right. There's a French, yeah, right. so she does wine fun. reading, so that was good. So we can do that again later, but this is actually <laughs> probably more, and I don't want to say Lomer Jit, because that no. worked too. No. That worked too. We're going to put the two of you together, and we'll just line up all the tables. <laughs> we'll be... have, you know, Mama can do tarot, and then we can have, you know, our friend that does wine fate she can do wine two hour episode right there there we go i two love hour. it we'll take it on the road we said we we're gonna do that so when you are so mama and will and i know that we appreciate you coming and we have to wrap up so as you yeah. are preparing to move on in 2020 what can we expect with the mama does anime podcast and blog so the mama does anime podcast definitely expect more astrology awesomeness I'm coming out with a lot of new graphic designs. As I said, my Sailor Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out with a lot of good things for them. I don't <laughs> want to give everything away. Wonderful. Um, there's going to be also some more of the blog posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am a musician, so I'm going to try to incorporate my music videos Wonderful. into it as well. Okay. So expect a lot of that. 
Um, there'll be more podcasts. I am looking for a co-host to make my podcast have more life to it. So I'm hoping to find a co-host and give you all more awesomeness and like life. Wonderful. Um, so if you know anybody, please let me know. Yes. So anybody <laughs> listening, you no. can always send the information. We'll make sure we forward it on to mama. We also want to make sure that you can find mama on your own. So mama, tell them all your socials, please. Yes. So website, always a great place to go. That's where you can find the podcast. That's where you can find my Etsy shop. And mm-hmm. also my contact me page. Um, it is mama knows anime.com. M a M M a knows anime.com. Also, my Instagram, great page to follow as well. Yes, it's fan. Um, fun, fun. Mama knows dot anime. So M A M M A knows dot anime, <laughs> like the period. Right. Um, and then Twitter is Mama knows anime, just straightforward. I mean, another great thing that's happening next year. Um, I'm doing panels as well because I have oh. panels organized at conventions. Yes. Um, it's a, of course, dealing with astrology. It's a yes. BL anime matchmaking and astrology where I matchmake the audience with some of their anime boy crushes. Nice. And I that's use it fun. based off of their astrology signs. So which event are you going to be at? Anim- um, I, um, talked to the, um, was it anime detour? Anime detour? Yeah. Perfect. So we'll yes. have to get you, fun. make sure that you see you at anime detour and probably anime fusion as well. So I have to see you at all of those. Well, Mama, we are definitely going to have to have you come back on, especially as like whenever we, whenever we have an anime pop up in the world and we want to go, why should I love this? Where you are now are uh, on our panel of experts. Hey. So, <laughs> so appropriate. So oh, we yeah. encourage you again to go to Mama's website. That's Mama, M-A-M-M-A, knows anime.com. You can also find our episodes and previous episodes. If you like us and you like Mama, make sure you mm-hmm. like all of these things. Every place that you listen to your podcast, make sure you follow us and you like us. You can find this podcast by going to the Twin Cities Film Fest website website right. twincitiesfilmfest.org you can always follow be our geek on facebook twitter and instagram you can email us at be our geek show at gmail.com and now you can also call and leave us a message yeah you can call, call me 612-276-2764 that's 612-276-2764 does that's, it spell anything like 612 call us now i don't no, know no, i didn't no, try that we should, we should, i just we'll found one that, that seemed easy to say 276-27674 sounded easy no. so we'll see we can turn it into like we can look at the sure. letters and yeah, come up just, with the anagram. Six one two B geek. Right, you should do that. Sure. That was a lot of work. And I, I <laughs> you're lucky I got us a phone number. So we encourage all of you to make sure that you're part of our community. We appreciate you, and we will see you next time on BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. Yes. <laughs> To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.